Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, we can turn the page on black propaganda, the dark side, the vital subject of public relations. And uh, now we can turn to the wonderful, positive things that can be done with public relations. If you're coming in late on listening to this series of BusinessWise podcasts on the subject of public relations or PR, you can catch up after listening to this episode by going back to the beginning of the series, which starts with a bonus episode we send out called Defining PR, and then just come forward from there to where we are now. But you can continue to listen to this episode because this one stands on its own. You know, I've amused myself by referring to black PR as the, quote, dark side, end quote, of public relations. But uh, I realize as I step into this episode that PR, real public relations, truly is the force. If one were to wish a friend well in a business or political venture or any venture requiring the inspiration and motivation of groups, One could say, may the force be with you. But it might be more productive to say, make sure you pay attention to your PR. Because as you will discover, as we continue exploring this subject, it is what you need in your corner in order to get practically anything of any magnitude done in this present society. Okay, we've gone over this with you before in an earlier episode. We did this this drill. You may remember, but I want you to take a good look around you. Take a look at your current environment. What color are the walls? Got that? Ask yourself, why are they that color? I will tell you why. Because somebody, maybe you, had the idea to make that wall that color. Look at the furniture in the room. Have you ever considered why that particular furniture was chosen for that room? I'll tell you why. Because somebody had the idea of putting that particular furniture in that particular room. Look out the window. Is there a tree out there? What's it doing there? Somebody had the idea to put a tree there. In other words, almost anything you see in your environment, the fact that you're wearing a suit and tie, if you are, food you're eating, everything is a consequence of an idea, somebody's idea. In other words, the idea precedes the physical universe manifestation. The idea is senior and the idea is cause. You and other living beings are cause. Mr. Hubbard expressed it best back in 1955 when he said, Thought is boss. You might argue that uh, the Rocky Mountains weren't anybody's idea, but there are different schools of thought on that subject as well. But wherever man inhabits the earth, man or woman, their ideas manifest in the environment. If they are good ideas, good things are manifested. If they are bad ideas, like, say, slavery, for instance, then bad things are manifested. With this basis, then, we could say that he or she who would change the environment must first change the ideas of those within that environment. You want your kids to clean up after themselves? Keep their room neat? Wash the dishes after supper? Well, no one thing. This will only change with them if you can change their ideas about these things. How do you change their ideas? Why, threats, of course. Force. You don't do this, there'll be no allowance. If you do that naughty thing, You will be grounded. If you break the rules one more time, you're fired. Yes. Good old force. Want to know something funny about force? 
not too many people appreciate it. Even those who dish it out aren't big fans of having it dished out to them. Ever notice that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Force has its place. If you can't talk a hysterical person from leaving a burning building, nothing wrong with knocking them out and carrying their unconscious body to safety. But force can be overdone and is not your senior most weapon, or should I say tool, in trying to get something constructive done. But let's face it, we do need something. But isn't that strange? Why do we need anything? Doesn't everyone want to get paid? Why does it seem necessary to have to find ways to motivate people to produce when it should be obvious to one and all that everyone's pay depends on the business creating and delivering service or products? I mean, why are these guys wasting time gabbing over there? Why is this person moving so indescribably slow? I'll tell you why. It's a little subject Mr. Hubbard refers to as human emotion and reaction. Mr. Hubbard defines human emotion reaction as the counter emotions, yeah, listen to this carefully, the counter emotions and reactions which aberrated human beings express when they are guided toward survival objectives. I'll give that to you again. Human emotion reaction, the counter, in other words, going against, the counter emotions and reactions which aberrated human beings express when they are guided toward survival objectives. Now, we've defined aberrated before, but let's review it. Mr. Harbour's definition, affected by aberration, a departure from rational thought or behavior, not sane, from the Latin, aberrare, to wander from, ab away, errare, to wander. So, aberrated is characterized or influenced by aberration. One of... Uh, a very, very appropriate definition from Mr. Hubbard's original thesis on the mind, written in 1948. He says, when the individual is acting contrary to survival of himself, his group, progeny, race, mankind, or life, he can be considered to be unintelligent, uninformed, or aberrated. I mean, take a look at anything you see around you that's kind of nuts. You know, why would a man with a perfectly happy home decide he now needs to have an affair or have a great job and decides he needs to embezzle or cheat? Why do people do these crazy things? We ask ourselves these questions all the time. It's because they're aberrated. They are actually acting contrary to their own survival. And, you know, you see this amongst your celebrities. You see this in everyday life. So evidently, aberrated human beings, and have you met many human beings who aren't, have a tendency for some strange reason to express emotions and reactions against survival objectives. It's crazy, huh? Yes, that is one of the words we use for that. Crazy. And yet such behavior abounds. Let's say you're in your business and you're investigating, you know, what is going on around here? Like, why, why are we not putting out enough product? Why are we not getting customers in? How come the salespeople aren't selling? And you start investigating, you find the craziest behavior going on. You'll find people taking uh, unauthorized breaks or something or cheating or pretending they're working when they're not working. And you're kind of going, wow, this is so non-survival. And you start to make some kind of a fuss about it. And people start pouting and they're going off in corners somewhere and they're not producing. And so you try using more force or you start yelling or maybe you say look let's get an order of pizza in the place and see if that perks everybody up you're doing all this kind of stuff to handle this fact of a lack of production people seem to be you know for you it's no big deal you're you're coming into work that day and you're going to work you roll your sleeves up you say i know the survival of this place is utterly dependent upon me like if i don't get to work here if i don't bypass everybody if i don't start doing the sales because the sales guys aren't doing the selling we're going to lose this business well and you have to ask yourself how come i don't understand 
doesn't everybody see this? Is it just because it's my business? So therefore I see it? Yeah, that's part of it. But it's the fact of the matter is people are aberrated and they tend to express emotions and reactions against being pushed in a survival direction. What about your own kids? Look, everybody, uh, get your homework done, you know, before you watch any television. It's like everybody's scowling and stomping around and you feel like a tyrant at home. And tomorrow, if they go to school without their homework done, they're going to get, you know, some kind of penalty for that. So, you know, here you are, you're thinking you're being the most sensible man in the world. Okay, everybody go to bed, you know, got to make sure you're, you know, you got enough sleep, you know, as a leader or as a, an entrepreneur or as a parent. You know, you're trying to your best to point everybody in a survival direction. Why is it that you always seem to be contending with this backlash? You know, make some important announcement. Okay, we just, you know, we started this new uh, campaign. You know, I have this experience sometimes, you know, you know, you're about to uh, launch something new and beneficial to the company. So you put everybody together in the room and, you know, you're going to go in there and you're going to make this announcement and uh, you're concerned. Why? Because you know, within that, room there's going to be two or three guys you can pretty much name who they are who are just going to not react or they're going to scowl or they're you know they're not going to applaud it or they're just going to some kind of unexpressed or expressed resentment about the whole thing show me a leader who doesn't who is not familiar with this phenomenon right i'm going in there and saying okay good we're going to go in this survival direction and have to contend with uh individuals within the group sometimes quite a few who just cannot seem to get enthusiastic about it well what's that that's human emotion and reaction that's the counter emotions and reactions which aberrated human beings express when they're guided towards survival objectives around harvard so um now is that just is that fair are we happy about it do we wish that we didn't have to deal with it do we wish everybody would just get sensible all of a sudden yes is that going to happen? No. In other words, you need to know how to deal with it because it's a fact of life. So how do you deal with it? Well, there is a permanent solution, which is to actually deaberate the person and every single individual within the group, ultimately deaberate every individual in society. And Mr. Hubbard's life was dedicated to discovering ways and means to do that. And if you want more information on these ways and means, you are welcome to write me at info at yzstress.org. But this is technology dedicated to handling the individual. And our emphasis in business-wise is the technology, Mr. Hubbard's research and technology into the handling of groups. So what's a group solution? Short of handling the personal aberrations within beings, which is possible, and not even, it's, you might be surprised to hear that it's not only possible, it's actually fairly forthright and simple to handle. But it does take commitment, does take technology, does take dedication. But short of that, there is another technology one can use. It's a social technology, and it's called public relations. And here's its definition. Actually, I'm going to give you several definitions from this job. The first one is one you're probably pretty familiar with. It's uh, from an article, 21 November 1972, The Art of Making Good Works Well-Known. That's, that's a pretty common definition. Not particularly complete, as you will come to discover, but that is... Uh, a definition. Mr. Hubbard also defines it this way. He says, public relations is causative. To be effective, it must cause something. PR is essentially a communications subject and follows the communication formula. The object of PR is persuasion to think either newly or differently or to keep on thinking the same way. This is from an article 7 August 1972. Uh, we spoke a lot about communications uh, at the beginning of volume one of Business Wise. 
And we even discussed the communication formula. I'm not going to go into it in a lot of detail here. All I'm going to tell you is uh, Mr. Hyber did a tremendous study on the art and technology and structure of communication. And the more you know about it, the more profitable and successful you will be as an individual and as a business because uh, just about everything that you're doing basically boils down to communication one way or the other. But we're not going to we're not going to get into that. We've already covered that in an earlier episode, uh, some of those early ones. But duplicate this, the importance of this definition. Public relations is causative. So PR as a subject has to cause things. To be effective, it must cause something. PR is essentially a communications subject and follows a communication formula. The object of PR is persuasion to think either newly or differently or to keep on thinking the same way. So here we're talking about getting people to think either the same way they've been thinking or maybe think about something new or or something different. So that was that definition. Then he says, a technique of creating states of mind in different types of audiences or publics. So, and then he goes on to say, PR can be used or abused. We actually covered this uh, in an, just a few episodes ago, this particular definition. But you see where we're going with this. You're actually changing people's mind or you're getting them to think the same way, but it's all about the mind. It's all about ideas. Remember where we started this episode? We started by talking about ideas. So here's this next definition. From Mr. Hubbard from 13 August 1970. Again, public relations, a technique of communication of ideas. So we start talking about changing the environment. We're talking about the way things are manifesting in the environment. You know, the, the place is not being as productive as it should be. It's not as clean and neat as it should be. It's not generating as much communication as it should. It's not uh this the employees perhaps are not approaching things with enough zest or um alacrity to use a million dollar word but uh you know with enough alertness and speed and so forth they're not happily going about their business and being productive well you want to change that scene you got to change some ideas you want to change some ideas you're talking about the subject of public relations that's what you're talking about public relations technique of communication of ideas and then finally this definition from the 2nd of June, 1971, from Mr. Hubbard, the social technology of handling and changing human emotion and reaction. You want to change those ideas, you want to change the human emotion reaction, you are going to use the social technology of public relations. So now we see it coming together where we started with today's episode. You want to change the environment, you must first change the ideas of the beings in that environment, and you do that with public relations which is a technique of communication of ideas and has the objective or the object of um, persuading the people to whom it's addressed, whether it's your employees or maybe it's your customers or maybe it's your community or maybe it's a whole country. But the object of PR, again, per 7 August 72, the object of PR is persuasion to think either newly or differently or to keep on thinking the same way. Let's get some different ideas going on around here. Let's get a different way of thinking about this. Okay, how am I going to do that? I'm going to use PR. So, um, is this starting to take on a little more importance to you? Public relations? Well, if you thought it was important before, I'm going to give you another datum from Mr. Hubbard. Again, from the 2nd of June, 1971, he states the following, all capital letters. The primary barrier to production is... Human emotion and reaction. The primary barrier to production is human emotion and reaction. Here is 
your secret tool, your secret weapon. This is a force you can use to mobilize thousands of people if you want to, or your little squad of 10, or your little squad of three, or your family. Let's get everybody into a winning, upbeat, survival frame of mind by learning public relations and using. I want to remind you of an episode we did. Uh, I think it was, I just did a little back check to see. I think it was episode four, volume one, having to do with handling personnel. And in there, Mr. Hubbard gives a very important datum. He says, the only capital, and this is not from, this is from that episode, but it's also from an article called Model Hat for an Executive, a very, very important article indeed. And one I've made reference to several times throughout the Business Wise episodes, it's dated 19 September 1958. And in here, Mr. Hubbard says, the only capital an executive has is a willingness to work, preserve it. No person can be driven to labor, as every slave society has found out. They always lose. When a man is whipped, that work he then does still stems from his willingness alone. Anger made it smaller. What, what do you have going for you with your, your crew there, your staff, their willingness? How do we get more willingness? Well, we can start by removing the human emotion reaction. We can get rid of that. So what do you have left when you get rid of that? When, when you're starting to point people in a survival direction and they're not willing to go in that direction, how do we, how do we get them willing? How do we change their minds? We can use force. And sometimes that works in emergency situations, it can work. But just remember this, the only capital an executive has is the willingness to work, preserve it. No person can be driven to labor, as every slave society has found out. They always lose. When a man is whipped, that work he then does still stems from his willingness alone. Anger made it smaller. Have you ever done this? Have you ever forced everybody to work and just threatened everybody? And they're all, for a short period of time, you seem to get a little more production, but it, it wanes, man. Because you don't have that much willingness there. And whatever work they're doing, is that's their willingness. So you want to leverage that capital. You want to make that bigger. You want to keep building that willingness within your group. And you do that by handling their human emotion reaction. The primary barrier to their production is their human emotion reaction. And you don't even necessarily know what's going to prompt it. You know, you come along with a great idea. You think everybody's going to subscribe to it right away. You give them that idea and you see scowls and resentment and amongst some or all or few, you better handle it. You better get it out of the way. That's why it's a very good idea to fully, fully understand public relations. I, uh, we were covering this earlier on how to handle black propaganda. I really wanted to bring that up uh, first so that you can see how uh, we don't really correctly call it PR. We call it propaganda when it's used in a negative way. but the Manipulation of ideas to turn people against you. We call that black propaganda. But the handling of human emotion reaction to bring about positive ideas for change and to go in a survival direction, we call that public relations. Okay. So that, uh, I wanted to put that. This is kind of like your bridge over to uh, the bright side, the, uh, the white force of PR. Versus the, the 
the dark side. And uh, these next couple of uh, episodes of Business Wise, we're going to be talking about how to skillfully use this technology. But the first thing I wanted to cover with you as we bridge over into this positive uh, aspect is how important it is because it is handling the primary barrier to production. It is handling human emotion reaction. It is handling those counter emotions and reactions against your efforts to move your group or your society, for that matter, depending on how big a game you're playing, in a survival positive direction. Okay? So um, I hope this was uh, enlightening for you. Uh, If it wasn't, then uh, I guess you already understood the subject, but I have found that um, people relegate public relations to more or less minor role within their uh, efforts to make a difference or within their company or within their enterprise. And it is not a minor thing at all. It is a very significant thing. It handles that primary barrier to production and gets everybody wheeling and going in the right direction. And if you're really, really good at it, you can move you can literally move mountains. I'm not going to uh, take away from next week's episode by giving you a brand new data from Mr. Hubbard uh, with regards to public relations, but um, hmm, I'll leave that little mystery for next week, uh, but I'm going to cover exactly how powerful this is. It's going to blow your mind, okay? If it hasn't been blown already, uh, we're definitely going to blow your mind next week when uh, we start going into how to use this um, to mobilize your, uh, your crew. Okay. All right. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please, if you learned something, give us, uh, a like, uh, leave us your comments or write us at info at wise2s.org. Uh, we love hearing from you. We love hearing how we're doing, uh, your wins in particular, uh, make our day. We've had some really beautiful ones, actually very moving ones last week. Um, some of the reaction, uh, some of the feedback from the episodes on handling black propaganda. Some guys evidently were moved to tears. They were realizing things that they had, that had happened in their adventures forward. Some of them had come from uh, some of the pitfalls they'd fallen into. It stemmed from not realizing that they had been under a black PR, black propaganda campaign. It's really worth raising your awareness on that and how to deal with it. But now we're going to look into the future how to use PR to get uh, your group really, really pulling uh, in a survival direction with you. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening.